Hi, this is David. Eating right is often hard these days, but eating better is easy with Factor's ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. With Factor, there's no prep and no mess. Their meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Plus, Factor is less expensive than takeout, and you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. What are you waiting for? Discover Factor's wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash living50 and use code living50 to get 50% off. That's code living50 at factormeals.com slash living50 to get 50% off. Thank you. Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast. I'd like to thank all of you who've taken the time to subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'm only about 45 people short of my goal of 1,000 subscribers by the end of the month. So if you would like to help me out and subscribe, please visit livinghour.org slash YouTube. Or simply go to YouTube, search for the Inspirational Living Podcast, and click on the subscribe button. Thank you. Today's reading was edited and adapted from The Maxims and Reflections of Goethe, translated by T. Bailey Saunders, and published in 1906. There is nothing worth thinking, but it has been thought before. We must only try to think it again. In the works of humankind, as in those of nature, it is really the motive which is chiefly worth our attention. How can you come to know yourself? Never by thinking, but only by doing. Try to do your duty and you will know at once what you are worth. But what is your duty? The claims of the day. Tell me with whom you associate, and I will tell you who you are. If I know what your business is, I know what can be made of you. Every person must think after their own fashion. For on your own path you find a truth, or a kind of truth, which helps you through life. But you must not give yourself free rein, you must control yourself. Mere naked instinct does not become you. Unbridled activity, of whatever kind, leads at last to bankruptcy. 
In botany, there is a species of plants called incomplete, and just in the same way, it can be said that there are people who are incomplete and imperfect. They are those whose desires and struggles are out of proportion to their actions and achievements. The most insignificant person can be complete if they work within the limits of their capacities, innate or acquired. But even fine talents can be obscured and destroyed by lack of this indispensable requirement of symmetry. It is only men and women of practical ability, knowing their powers and using them with moderation and prudence, who will be successful in worldly affairs. It is a great error to take yourself for more than you are, or for less than you are worth. The significance of the most harmless words and actions grows with the years. If I see anyone about me for any length of time, I always try to show them the difference there is between sincerity, confidence, and indiscretion. In truth, there is no difference at all, but a gentle transition from what is most innocent to what is most hurtful, a transition which must be perceived, or rather, felt. Love of truth shows itself in this, that a person knows how to find and value the good in everything. Character calls forth character. If I am to listen to another person's opinion, it must be expressed positively. Everything that frees our spirit without giving us control of ourselves is ruinous. A person is really alive only when they delight in the goodwill of others. Piety is not an end, but a means, a means of attaining the highest culture by the purest tranquility of soul. Hence it may be observed that those who set up piety as an end and object are mostly hypocrites. When you are old you must do more than when you were young. To fulfill a duty is still always to feel it as a debt, for it is never quite satisfying to oneself. The greatest piece of good fortune is that which corrects our deficiencies and redeems our mistakes. Difficulties increase the nearer we come to our aim. Sowing is not so painful as reaping. Reading ought to mean understanding something. Writing ought to mean knowing something. Believing ought to mean comprehending something. When you desire a thing, you will have to take it. When you demand it, you will not get it. Thinking by means of analogies is not to be condemned, 
analogy has this advantage, that it comes to no conclusion and does not in truth aim at finality at all. Induction, on the other hand, is fatal, for it sets up an object and keeps it in view, and working on towards it, drags the false and true with it in its train. In contemplation as in action, we must distinguish between what may be attained and what is unattainable. Without this, little can be achieved, either in life or in knowledge. Every great idea is a tyrant when it first appears. Hence the advantages which it produces change all too quickly into disadvantages. Generosity wins favor for everyone, especially when it is accompanied by modesty. Everyone has something in their nature which, if they were to express it openly, would offend others. History writing is a way of getting rid of the past. What you do not understand, you do not possess. Instead of contradicting my words, people ought to act in my spirit. Those who oppose intellectual truths do but stir up the fire, and the cinders fly about and burn what they have not touched. It is difficult to be just to the passing moment. We are bored by it, if it is neither good nor bad. But the good moment lays a task upon us, and the bad moment a burden. To venture an opinion is like moving a piece at chess. It may be taken but it forms the beginning of a game that may be won. It is as certain as it is strange that truth and error come from one and the same source. Thus it is that we are often not at liberty to do violence to an error, because at the same time we do violence to the truth. I pity those who make much ado about the transitory nature of all things, and are lost in the contemplation of earthly vanity. Are we not here to make the transitory permanent? This we can do only if we know how to value both. A rainbow which lasts a quarter of an hour is looked at no more. The really foolish thing in people who are otherwise intelligent is that they fail to understand what another person says if they do not say it in exactly the right way. One need only grow old to become gentler in one's judgments. I see no fault committed which I could not have committed myself. An intelligent person finds almost everything ridiculous. 
a wise person, hardly anything. Hatred is active displeasure, envy passive. We thus need not wonder that envy turns so soon to hatred. The most foolish of all errors is for clever young people to believe that they forfeit their originality in recognizing a truth which has already been recognized by others. We all live on the past, and through the past are destroyed. We are no sooner about to learn some great lesson than we take refuge in our own innate poverty of soul. And yet, for all that, the lesson has not been quite in vain. Life may seem vulgar, so easily content with the commonplace things of every day, and yet it always nurses and cherishes certain higher claims in secret, and looks about for a means of satisfying them. When I hear people speak of liberal ideas, it is always a wonder to me that they are so enamored with empty verbiage. An idea cannot be liberal, but it may be potent, vigorous, in order to fulfill its mission of being productive. Still less can a concept be liberal, for a concept has quite another mission. Where we must look for liberality is in one's sentiments, for they are the inner soul as it lives and moves. A person's sentiments, however, are rarely liberal, because they proceed directly from them personally and from their habitual biases and prejudices. It is only when a person knows little that they know anything at all. With knowledge grows doubt. The errors of a man and woman are what make them really lovable. We may learn to know the world as we please, but it will always retain a bright and a dark side. Humankind is like the Red Sea. The staff has scarcely parted the waves asunder before they flow together again. Thoughts come back. Beliefs persist. Facts pass by never to return. Of all the peoples, the Greeks have dreamed the dream of life the best. We readily bow to antiquity, but not to posterity. It is only a parent that does not grudge talent to their child. The use of mottos is to indicate something we have not attained, but strive to attain. It is right to keep them always before our eyes. Enthusiasm is of the greatest value, so long as we are not carried away by it. Every person suffers who does not work for themselves. A person works for others 
to have them share in their joy. To grow old is itself to enter upon a new business. All the circumstances change, and you must either cease acting altogether, or willingly and consciously take over the new role. To live in a great idea means to treat the impossible as though it were possible. It is just the same with a strong character, and when an idea and a character meet, things arise which fill the world with wonder for thousands of years. We are never further from our wishes than when we fancy we possess the object of them. No one is more of a slave than the one who thinks they are free without being so. We have only to declare ourselves free to feel at the same moment that we are limited. Should we venture, though, to declare ourselves limited, we feel ourselves free. We generally take people to be more dangerous than they are. Fools and wise folk are alike harmless. It is the half-wise and the half-foolish who are the most dangerous. If anyone meets us who owes us a debt of gratitude, it immediately crosses our mind. Yet how often do we meet someone to whom we owe gratitude without thinking of it? Ingratitude is always a kind of weakness. I have never known women and men of great ability to be ungrateful. To make a long speech in the presence of others without flattering your audience is to rouse dislike. Every word that we utter rouses its contrary. Contradiction and flattery both make bad conversation. There are people who make no mistakes because they never wish to do anything worth doing. We all suffer from life. Who except God can call us to account? Let not our faults and sufferings, but what we have accomplished and done, occupy the survivors. It is failings that show human nature, and merits that distinguish the individual. Faults and misfortunes we all have in common, Virtues belong to each one of us separately. The Inspirational Living Podcast is a production of The Living Hour and brought to you by the generous financial support of our patrons. Become our patron for as little as $3 a month to gain access to free transcripts and the series Our Sunday Talks which features thought-provoking readings on spirituality and spiritual growth. Thanks for listening. I look forward to talking with you next time.